Meet me for ABC coming at you live from my studio here in lovely Kent, Washington. Today, what I want to do is I'm going to switch reels for a second because my channel, normally my channel is um, political in nature and kind politics and current events and stuff like that. But I want to switch it up. Okay. And what I want to do is I want to attack this from a. No, I don't even want to attack anything. What I want to do is I want to switch it up and talk about dating, all right? Because I'm noticing certain trends. And, again, I'm going to talk about it. But what am I trying to say here? When Rush Limbaugh died, I said it was up up to us conservatives to carry on his message. Much like when Jesus died, the, it was up to the apostles to um, carry his message. When Rush Limbaugh died, it's up to conservatives to carry his message. Kevin Samuel died a couple of uh, years ago. People are good at replaying the stuff, but who's really carrying the message? And I ask that because when it comes to dating and stuff like that, you know, the man had the man was right on a lot of on a lot of points. A couple of points I disagree with him with, mostly I'd say 95% of the time. But nobody, I don't see anybody really carrying his message and trying to help people with dating and stuff like that. And dating is one way that we are really going to bolster our marriage numbers both and repopulate this earth. Without marriage, we can't repopulate the earth. Now I'm going to, I'm not going to get into that, get into those weeds, but Dating's a struggle, and it shouldn't be. It really shouldn't be. And the reason goes back to economics, and I'm going to talk about that. I'm also going to talk about you men out there and how you're giving up a very, very good thing. You don't even know you're doing it, but you're doing it. So we'll talk about that. We'll talk about how how some men can get your dignity back. Phone lines are open all show. Um, and I'm going to be taking your comments. If you need help with a certain situation, then give me a call. I'll try to help you as best I can. The one ground, two ground rules, though. One, um, it's a dialogue. It's a back and forth. So please don't talk over me. And then second, I can't help you unless you're perfectly honest with yourself. So, and me too. So be honest with yourself, be honest with me, and, you know, I'll help you. And this isn't just for guys. This is for women, too, because a lot of women are are out there having problems, and there are certain reasons for that. And, you know, if you call me and, you know, we'll, we'll talk it through. But, again, nobody's really carrying the message, so this is what I'm going to start doing. This is what I'm going to start using my my channel to do. Now, it's not going to be exclusively for dating now, so we're going to do the politics and stuff like that. But every now and then, I'm going to talk about dating. Probably a little more than that. But first, I need to take care of a couple of orders of business. First order of business, number one. I need to send prayers up, and I've been doing it since last night, to my ex-wife's grandmother. Now, I get it. It's my ex-wife, though. 
but I've I've never held anything against her grandmother. As a matter of fact, her grandmother is very sweet, very nice woman. You know, I loved her as my own. Love her as my own. I still do. She's going through a bit of a medical emergency right now. You know, she's getting up in age, and you know they've recently things have developed that landed her in a really tough spot. So I'm going to send her send up prayers for her, and I'm uh, pray for her recovery. The second order of business. I need to send a shout out to Marley Larimer, to Kent City Councilwoman Marley Larimer. I'm running against her in November 7th election. It came out recently, as a matter of fact, in the last city council meeting, that Marley Larimer has joined the ranks of absolute champions and has defeated breast cancer. So I want a message of support. And I want to tell her that she's a winner in my book, regardless of what may happen. You know, she may win the seat. I may win the seat. I don't know. Time will bear that out. But no matter what happens, I'll always see her as a winner in my book. Again, like I said in a previous show, I don't hold anything against Marley Larimer. Um, and if uh, if you haven't heard my thing, my spiel about valuation, it's on SoundCloud. Just look up Jesse Ramsey ABC on SoundCloud, and uh, it's there. Because the question came up, hey, what do you have? What do you have against Marley Larmer? I don't have anything against Marley Larmer. I like Marley, and I don't have to hate somebody to run against him. I just have to feel like it's my turn. Um, I always liked her. I always respected her. I just feel like it's my turn, so I don't hold anything against her. I just, I wanted to run. I picked her seat. That's it. I, I don't hate her. I don't. I, I like the woman. I really do, and I really respect her for having slayed the monster of breast cancer. Because that's that's not. Hard. I mean, that's not easy. It's really not. And to be a city councilwoman to take on that responsibility while you're slaying breast cancer, that's a that's a huge thing. So again, um my hats go off to her. And she's earned a hundred percent of my respect. So that's been, that's order business number one. Order business number two, I can't I can't hold this show without talking about something political. So here's the deal. I see a lot of people out there, and I'm talking about I'm talking to conservatives right now. A lot of conservatives out there picking sides. There's a lot. There's for some reason there's been a line drawn drawn in the sand in the Republican Party, and people are picking sides. And I don't understand why, because a, the liberals out there are still in lockstep. As long as they're in lockstep and we're fragmented, we'll never win. That's number one. Number two. Everybody has dirt under their fingernails. People are picking Team Gates. People are picking Team McCarthy. And what people don't realize is that everybody up there is screwing us. So to pick one side over the other is like picking one evil over picking one evil over the other evil. No, why are we picking evil? Why can't we just pick the Constitution? Everybody up there, with the exception of a couple, everybody up there is violating the Constitution, especially when it comes to this whole Ukraine thing. We all know. I don't even know if we all know, but most of us know that Kevin McCarthy has cut a side deal with Joe Biden and the Democrats that secured funding for Ukraine. Now, wasn't in this last um, wasn't in this last continuing resolution that was passed. That was gonna be it because Jamal Bowman pulled that damn fire alarm, but the Republicans beat them to it. The the Republic, the House beat the Senate to it because the Senate was about to fund. Um, Ukraine in their bill, but Jamal Bowman pulled the fire alarm too late, and the, and the bill had already passed. 
However, before that even happened, Kevin McCarthy cut a side deal with Joe Biden to fund Ukraine. Now, a lot of people don't think that's a bad thing, but it's a horrible thing because the corruption in Ukraine is still going on. As a matter of fact, if you read certain news outlets, they even say that the corruption in Ukraine is still going on. So why are we still funding Ukraine and all this corruption is still going on? I don't know. Yet this is what Kevin McCarthy voted for. However, that's for us to work out internally. It's not for us to out speakers over, okay? Now, I understand if um, – I can understand if there was no other choice but to out him, but to oust him, but I don't think we've – I don't think we have reached the threshold that quickly. Now, I under, okay, I get it. Kevin McCarthy, he made a – he cut a deal with the, um, with the Freedom Caucus, earned the Freedom Caucus's votes, earned enough votes to get elected to Speaker of the House. I understand he may have broken a few of those a few of those agreements. Okay, fine. But to oust him and leave a power void in in Congress and the House of Representatives that may flip a, the speaker's seat from Republican to Democrat, that's Republicans shooting themselves in the foot over what? So again. I may be alone in this, but I don't think the Republicans are going about this in the right way. I really don't. So that's the second order of business. I just needed to I just need to get my thoughts about that because that's it's frustrating to see what's going on up on Capitol Hill. There's it's a big clown show. I mean, we have on the death of a ninety year old senator, which who should have honestly like she should have hung it up a long time ago. But now we have the speaker getting ousted. We have congressmen pulling fire alarms. I mean, it's become it's become a circus. And not the circus of like I'm about to talk about, but it's just a it's it's a crap show up there. And but these are the people we elected to represent us in them in legislative matters. Whatever. I think it's just time for us to start voting people out in this next election. Twenty twenty four there needs to be an absolute clean out. Republicans and Democrats and independents, because they're independents who are wrecking the show too. Bernie Sanders is independent who's who's stumping with Marxists and like literally not supposed to be that. So again, clean out all of all up and down the aisle. And if people don't pledge to support the Constitution, no matter what side of the aisle they're on, then they just need to go. And that's it. And that's how I'll be voting in 2024. Now, let's turn the canon to dating, because dating is dating out there, and you have to admit, dating out there is a crap show. It really is. When we talk about modern dating, right? You see, yeah. When when we talk about modern dating, power imbalance, and the power imbalance isn't what it's supposed to be. And again, I'm going to reference my last thing on my last show on um, SoundCloud, my last podcast on SoundCloud, because my last podcast, my last podcast on SoundCloud was economic in nature, and it was called another economics lesson from somebody who never took an economics class. And I talked about valuation and how valuation affected everything from, um, hang on, let me, uh, let me make some adjustments here. That that. Okay. Cool. Got that. Got that. Perfect. All right. I talked about valuation 
and how valuation evaluation affects everything, the price of everything from your baseball cards to your job, right, even to your dating life. And I talk about how value is assigned to certain things. Now, when we talk about – hang on. Gee, what's going wrong here? Oh, well. I guess the, I don't know. Something's going wrong, and I can't find out what it is. But it is what it is. Now, when you assign value to something, right, what is it that – how do you go about assigning value to certain things? Well, we I talked about intrinsic value, which is it being valuable because of what it is. And I give the example of the Tesla. The Tesla is a pretty sought-after car because it's a Tesla, A, because it's electric, but B, it's become kind of a status symbol among society, right? So Tesla being a Tesla, is, is it is what it is. Financial value kind of ties into intrinsic value, but financial value really is determined by the average price or the median price that people are willing to pay for these things. So, And I said that the way that this is found out, the way that this is discovered is, hang on, the way that this is calculated is you – take the highest price somebody paid for something and the lowest price that somebody paid for something, you toss those out, you average out everything in between, and the average price on based on those parameters is the median price, and that is a valuation of the product as a whole. And then I said there's also personal value, which really has nothing to do with intrinsic value or financial value. That just means how important is the object to you. And I gave the example of my iPhone. And I said, look, my, I, my iPhone's pretty, it, you know, it, it's pretty important to me, right? It, it has some, it has some value. I have it set up in a way that, that suits my needs. And, you know, it has some, it has some personal value to me. Now I may not have value to anybody else, like an Android user or an Android, or an Android homer, but it has value to me. And if I took this iPhone and I wanted to sell it for what I think it's worth, or no, 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 let me let me back that up. If I want to take the iPhone and sell it for what I feel like it's worth because it's important to me, I'm not going to fetch that price. Like if I feel if the iPhone is if my iPhone is so important to me that I want to sell it for $2,000 because it has that much personal value to me. I'm never going to sell it for $2,000. Why? Just because I feel like it's worth $2,000 just because of how important it is to me. Somebody else may not think it may not think it's worth that. And I may, again, if you look at the average price that people are buying or people are selling, yeah, people are buying and selling their iPhones for, especially the iPhone 11 because it's an old phone. You may you may fetch $300 if that for an iPhone 11 because there are iPhone 15s out here. iPhone 15 titanium is worth well over like $1,100, $1,200. So you're not going to fetch a high – you're not going to fetch as high a price as you may feel like it's worth, if that makes sense. Yes, it does. Let's move on. The – the calculation of personal value, intrinsic value, and financial value, 
is pretty much going to determine the overall value of whatever it is that you're selling or buying or whatever. And if you understand that, you can start, you'll become a better negotiator of things. Because a lot of mistakes that I see people make, especially when buying cars and stuff, is they'll fall in love with a certain kind of car. Like, I know people who love Chevys. I know people who love Fords. I know people who love Dodge. And because they love it, they'll find a Chevy, right? Let's say they find, um, let's say they find a, yeah, let's say they find a Chevelle, not even an SS, not even a 454, just a regular Chevelle, right? And they say, I love these old Chevys. Oh, man, these things are friggin' awesome. So they have high personal value, right? Because he loves them. Now, the Chevys, the old Chevy Chevelles, not even not the 454s, but the regular Chevelles, the 296, um, like the small block. Do those hold high intrinsic values? I would argue not. Why? Because there's a 454 with the um, with the 302 big block. The 302? No. 296, three. That's a three something. But um, but with those big blocks, there are those out there. So yeah, there may be a small market for the uh, for the small blocks, but it's not going to be as valuable because more people, more enthusiasts want the big blocks. So the, the intrinsic value isn't that high. And then the financial value of people are paying for, you know, the uh, small blocks versus the big blocks. Yet and still, I see people who love these Chevelles paying out the nose for something that really isn't worth all of that. And that's a big mistake people are making. People aren't taking in, taking in they're not taking into consideration all that goes into the valuation of a product, and it causes them to overspend on a lot of things. And so once you understand how value is assigned to certain things, then you'll be a much, much better negotiator. And then I also said in my show that the reason why the economy is in the crapper right now is because the government has printed so much money without the GDP to back it up or to shore that up, that the dollar, again, the dollar is really essentially has been worthless since they divested it from silver. Okay, got it. However, um, worth really is, it's not really worth anything right now because they printed so much of it and so much of it without the GDP to back it up that they caused it to, that they caused it to lose all its value. And I back that up by saying that um, the scarcity of abundance or abundance of a, particular item also determines its value. The example I gave were diamonds and Yugos. Remember the old 1983 Yugos? I know a lot of you Gen Xers. You millennials and Zs, you won't understand this. Xers and boomers will. So the old Yugos. The old Yugos are rare. They're rare items. Why? Because there just aren't many of them that are alive. Now, I'm sure there are a couple out there that, that were kept alive. I don't know how, but it would take a hell of a lot of work. But, again, seeing one is rare, right? But because it is rare, it doesn't mean it's valuable. Why? Because there's just not a market for them. So you won't be able to sell one if you had one. You may be able to sell one. You may. I don't know. But maybe to a collector or something like that. Maybe to a collector of shitty items. But you're not going to be able to sell that Yugo because there's just not a market for them. Mm-hmm. Diamonds, on the other hand, are they're pretty abundant, but 
again, they're valuable because of the intrinsic value, because they're diamonds, and everybody covets these things, right? Right. So you can have something that's rare, but nobody that's rare and worthless, like the Yugo. You can have something that's abundant and and high price. Most things, though, such as baseball cards or things of that nature, jobs, with rarity comes value. Why? Because, again, Lamborghinis. I gave, I gave another example of Lamborghinis. The Lamborghini is an example of a rare item that has very high value. Why? Because they're rare. Also because they're Lamborghinis. They have that intrinsic value. So when we talk about how rare something is versus how abundant something is, generally, and again, there are a couple of outliers out there, like the Yugo, maybe a diamond, but there are a couple of outliers out there that, well, without the outliers, the general rule is that the more rare something is, the more sought after it is, the higher the value, the higher the price you can fetch for it. That's now. I'll tell you when I get back, when I take a break, and when I come back, we're going to get into this. We're going to talk about value, valuation, and how men should evaluate them, how men should place value on themselves as far as dating is concerned, because that directly ties in. And then I'm going to tell you how women should be valued according to a man. Not according to women, because women have a tendency of overinflating their own price. So we're going to. So I'm going to talk about that when I get back. We're going to get into this whole discussion of dating. You're listening to ABC on South on SoundCloud. You're listening to ABC on BTR. We'll be right back. Hey, let's take a minute and meet Clark Kent, our Superman. Chief, believe me, you're in for a treat just as soon as Jimmy gets back here. Great Caesar's ghost. What's holding him up? You know I can't work without a good breakfast. Chief, Jimmy's bringing a box of Kellogg's Sugar Smacks. All the more reason for hurrying. Confounded, that boy knows I like those new Sugar Smacks. And he knows I do, too. And that's a cinch. Well, here I am. Young man, if you spill those new Sugar Smacks, you're fired. Golly, Chief, I hadn't opened up the box yet. But I'm going to now. Well... I guess we all agree on sugar smacks. Right. Folks, don't wait. Get Kellogg's new sugar smacks. They're better than ever. Puffs of wheat, sugar toasted, and candy sweet. You bet. Just yet. Kellogg's sugar smacks, brand new. A Northwest Mountie, and he's been trailing this desperate character for three years. And I'm tired. Well, it's him or me. Uh-oh. He's got an aching head, an upset stomach, and an empty gun. What you need is some Alka-Seltzer. You know what they always say. Yeah, a Mountie always gets his man. Oh, no. I mean about Alka-Seltzer. Relief is just a swallow away. Well... Do they always say relief is just a swallow away? Oh. 
relief-giving Alka-Seltzer. For that headache and upset feeling, take Alka-Seltzer. Relief is just a swallow away. Hi, kids. Look at some delicious magic with the extra-good chocolate-flavored syrup, Bosco. Now watch. Take ice cream, spoon on extra-rich, extra-thick, extra-chocolatey Bosco syrup. There's the best chocolate flavor you ever tasted. More Bosco magic. Cake, ice cream, topped with extra-thick, extra-chocolatey Bosco syrup. Try it. Bosco also makes milk chocolatey delicious. Tell mom to get Bosco chocolate-flavored syrup for you. Sing out. I love Bosco. It's rich in chocolate tea. Chocolate-flavored Bosco is mighty good for me. Mama puts it in my milk for extra energy. Bosco gives me iron and sunshine vitamin D. Oh, I love Bosco. That's the drink for me. I'm a spaceman. The moon and sun and all the stars are great big just to I'm a princess. Yes, my lord, it's a party tonight. We'll have to do a pop. All the kids in the neighborhood say to do a pop. The triple good. Triple good. And do you know why? Sure. Because one, there's good tasting hard candy outside. And two, there's a delicious center of Tootsie Roll inside. And three, only Tootsie Roll Pops are such fun to eat. That's why they're triple good. And don't forget Tootsie Roll Pops come in a party pack too. Ten Pops and assorted flavors. There's a game on the back that's lots of fun to do. All the kids in the neighborhood say Tootsie Roll Pops are triple good. Triple good. You'll love Tootsie Roll Pops. Hi, I'm Mike Wallace with a sensational shortening discovery for better baking and frying. It's Procter & Gamble's Golden Fluffo, the first all-new shortening in 40 years. It's rich. Its color is golden yellow. And what a pie it makes. Richer looking, better tasting, more appetizing. But let's hear what Mrs. Selma Syra, Indiana State Fair baking champion, had to say about Fluffo. I love Fluffo. It makes such a golden brown pie. Oh, man, that's some apple pie. Well, Mr. Wallace, that's a prettier pie than I ever baked with plain white shortening. And look how flaky it is. This yellow Fluffo is such a short shortening. Makes pie crust so rich. Like cooking champions, get richer looking, better tasting, more appetizing results in everything you bake or fry. Get golden Fluffo. Yoo-hoo-hoo, I've got a Swiss cream sandwich for you. Crisp golden cookies and in between an extra thick. It's my pick. Filling of cream. Dessert time. Tea time. Don't miss Swiss. As the man around here, you can quote me on this. Yoo-hoo-hoo. Yoo-hoo. It's Swiss cream sandwich for you, and you, a truly different cream sandwich. Swiss cream sandwich baked by Nabisco, 
the luscious, creamy fillings in a class by itself. No other like it. And these tempting vanilla cookies are so light, they melt in your mouth. Yoo-hoo-hoo, yoo-hoo. It's Swiss Cream Sandwich. For you, yoo-hoo. And you, Swiss Cream Sandwich. Say, it's time for my favorite dance scene, so let's look. Ah, a box of matches and a pack of old gold cigarettes. That's all you need, my friend. And you're enjoying the smoothest, mildest, tastiest cigarette ever created. A treat instead of a treatment. That's old gold cigarettes. Made by tobacco men, not medicine men. To give you the cigarette that treats you better in every way. Because in every way, it's a better cigarette. Good, huh? Yes, for treat instead of a treatment. Get a pack or get a carton of old gold cigarettes. Right now, this is Dennis James reminding you to keep smoking old gold cigarettes. Thanks. Attention. To help carry on our important work, I want you to join the secret squadron and wear this official badge and have this secret decoder. Following each week's adventure, I'll send an important secret message, and only secret squadron members who have decoders can decode them. Also, later I'll tell you the simple rules for joining the secret squadron, but you must promise to do as I do. Keep yourself healthy and mentally alert, and drink Ovaltine every day. It's the official drink of the Secret Squadron. We Secret Squadron members know chocolate-flavored Ovaltine helps give us what we need for rocket power. Yes, just as a rocket adds thrust during takeoff, Ovaltine can add the kind of nourishment so important for rocket power. We drink Ovaltine hot for breakfast. Mmm, good, too. And cold for lunch and between meal snacks. And hot again at bedtime to help keep us revved up with rocket power. Believe me, Ovaltine's got what it takes to help you be a leader in your gang. So drink instant Ovaltine every day. The Gemini Space Flights. The trips are long. The training is hard, like this spacewalk practice. But the astronauts do some things you do. In space, they drank tank. They mixed it like this in a zero-g pouch, because with no gravity, it would fly all over. You don't have that problem. You can mix it in a glass. Up there, they have to drink it carefully, this way. You can drink it any way you like. Tang tastes orangey. Tastes great has lots of vitamins C and A. Tang, chosen for the Gemini astronauts. Have a blast. Have some Tang. This man just showered with a new kind of soap. New Life Boy Mint Refresher. A soap so loaded with mint, so tangy, so frosty, it drives wives wicked. Every bar of new Life Boy Mint Refresher contains the essence of 125 mint leaves. Soap has never smelled this good before, and neither have you. New Life Boy Mint Refresher drives wives wicked.
Oh, let's get into this. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, why do I have audio on my... Make that adjustment. All right. Perfect. Now, gee, now I'm wondering if the first half hour of my show is actually there. But that's okay. We'll roll like this. Um, so let's get into this show. Because... I don't want to hang on. Also, please. Okay. Cool. 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 Perfect. Now let's get into dating. Now we talk about valuation, right? And we talked about how valuation is assigned to certain things. Now, when we talk about how um, we talk about how we assign value to certain things, the same thing goes for people. Now we take we have to look at certain individual factors, and that's how we assign assigned value. Now, everybody knows that uh, everybody knows that we in society, especially in Western society, as much as the left and liberals and Marxists don't want to admit it, gender roles are a thing, and gender roles are really how value is assigned to people. People are evaluated based upon how well they can perform their gender roles. So for men, that would be the provider and the protector. For women, that would be the domesticator and the teacher. I mean, this is this. None of this is axiomatic. What I'm saying, it's been this, it's been this way since men were carrying sticks and clubs, hunting woolly mammoths. <clears throat> Excuse me. So from then until today, gender roles haven't changed. And they're not going to change despite the Marxist movement's best uh, best efforts. It's just not going to change. So um, when we talk about valuation, we pro- we place value on we place a value on men according to their ability to provide and protect, and on women according to um, domesticity and um, domesticity and teaching and nurturing. That's just how it is. That's not up for debate. Now, where society goes wrong is, and really I'm placing this on women, but a lot of men contribute to this too. Where society goes wrong is that we are encouraging people to go into things that are different than what the gender roles allowed. Because honestly, the bio, the, the gender roles are innate. They're psychologically innate. And we're trying, and society has been for decades trying to get people to um, to go into things that are different than what they uh, than what they are quote unquote programmed to do. Right, right. Now, when women, and this is where women go wrong. I'm gonna talk about the women first, and then I'm gonna talk about the men. Where women go wrong is they. When they're young, they want, I get it, they want to go to school, they want to get their career. Why? Because for decades and decades and decades since the country's founding, um, American women haven't had really the opportunity, I mean, as a whole. Now, I get it. There are certain women here and there that were able to do certain things just because of who they were, who they were married to. Madam C.J. Walker comes to mind and others, Betsy Ross and others, uh, Florence Nightingale and things like that. However, as a whole, uh, women were pretty, pretty much relegated to, um, to the support roles which, in which they excelled. Now, 
enter the 19th century, I mean, enter the 20th century and the 19th Amendment and the right to vote and um, the feminist movement, women getting out, breaking, quote unquote, breaking free of the house of household duties or whatever and getting out into the workforce. Now, oh, that's fodder for another show. Women are setting themselves when they um, when they spend their youth in pursuit of a degree for some kind of higher status in life to try to keep up with what they perceive or what they believe um, men have achieved. They're squandering their best years that they can find looking for a mate. If that makes sense. Now. When they do that, because again, women, another another piece of this puzzle is like youth and beauty, because men put men place value on fertility because we're biologically innate to do so. So when women spend their youthful, most fertile, fertile years chasing something that again doesn't really do them a whole lot of good because if you listen to these Marxist movements, um, if you listen to these Marxist movements, there's a wage gap. Now, again, we're not going to get into the validity of that because it's not really a wage gap because wage gaps are actually illegal and they were outlawed back in the 1950s and 60s. There's an earnings gap, definitely. Women just don't earn as much as men do. That's several factors for that. It goes back to job, time and grade, time and service, um, maternity leave, and all kinds of whole bunch of factors go into that. I'm not going to go into it on this particular show. But when we talk about um, when we talk about the, the decisions of women being made to chase a degree. Chasing a degree is fine and good. If that's what you want to do as a woman, fine. Remember that life, in life, you have two tracks, especially as a woman, you have two tracks. And never these two shall cross. And this is what a lot of women get wrong, because they think at some point they could bring the two ends of this metal pole together and tie it in a bow, but not realizing that it's a metal pole and it doesn't bend. There are two tracks in life. You have your career track, where you go, you earn the degree, you get the high, you get the high-paying position, and just like men, you earn a lot of money for the rest of your life, right? Let's put a pin in that, and we'll come back to it. The second track is the family, right? And the family means you shirk the career track, spend your youthful, fertile years in search of a mate to become a husband. And this is where you go and you search for the suitor and put a pin in that because we're going to come back. You go in and you search for your suitor, you find your suitor, you marry your suitor, you squeeze out kids, and you're married for 65, 70 years until death do you part. Those are the two tracks of your life. There is not a third, and never the two shall cross. Now, Taking the pen out of the career track. Remember, the pen is still in the uh, in the mate track. But take the pen out of the career track, a career, and then expect to get a man. Why? Because 
When you're chasing your career, you have to chase your career. If you do anything but chase your career, you're not going to get to where you need to go. Men have learned that. Men have learned how to make those sacrifices in order to get where they need to be. This is why when men get older, their value becomes higher because of the status that they attained as providers and protectors. When we're talking about providers, especially financial providers, that takes a long time. Hey, one moment. My daughter's here. You want some? No. Okay. Okay. Oh, uh, say hi to the world. Hi. You may not be able to hear it, but that's her. She's saying hi to you right now. So I'm sure my audience is saying hi to you. (laughs) Um, So... We talk about the, when we talk about the career track, when you chase that career track, you have to chase that career track or else you're not going to get to where you want where you want to be, that financial stability. Why? Because women as a whole, especially if you if you shirk the um sorry, I keep hitting the microphone, but especially if you shirk hitting if you shirk the STEM field and all these on the hazardous um and the hazardous job fields that pay extra money and you go into things like social sciences or teacher teaching or something like that, where there's a high concentration of women, but a low concentration of money. Um, you're, you need, you're going to need to dedicate more to career advancement than the normal guy, <laughs> because remember, these guys are going into, um, they're going into the high earning hazardous positions. They're going into the high earning STEM positions. Um, some of them, not a lot of them, but some of them are getting in, into like CEOs and stuff, which contributes to apex fallacy. Again, I'm not going to go into that in this show, but these men are going into these high positions. And if you want to talk about earning as much as the men, you got to put in, again, you got to put in twice the work, which is one thing that I kind of do kind of agree with the Marxist movement with is, yeah, women have to work twice as hard, but it's not twice as hard for half the recognition. It's twice as hard for half the money because, again, the fields that they go in just aren't the higher-paying fields. Now, if they go into higher-paying things like logging, electricians, plumbing, um, oil rigging is a very high-paying. See, people don't understand about working on oil rigs. It's very dangerous, but you can make over 150k if you work um, if you work in oil rig. Why? Because it's dangerous and it's very hard work, and there's a high concentration, uh, extremely high concentration. I'd say 100% of oil rig workers are men. You have about 99.5% of electricians are men. 99.8% of plumbers are men. 95% of mechanics are men. So you have you have all of these you, know, you have all of these other jobs like STEM fields dominated by men, whereas social sciences that don't really pay as much, but they're a little more cushy um, and a little more abundant. Those are dominated by women. So women have to work twice as much. I won't say twice as hard, but twice as much to earn what men earn. So that's that's kind of a thing. So when you chase that career track, just know that that's what you're going to be spending your best years doing. Now, let's come back to the family. Let's come back to the family thing. Now, when you hit the when you hit the family track, 
That is what you're going to spend your best years doing. Trying to chase that family, trying to get that trying to get that husband so you can have kids at a relatively young age, raise your kids and raise your kids and have their kids have kids, which will be your grandkids, and you will spend generations, you know, your family will spend those generations. But in order to do that successfully, you need to have a husband that provides. Right? Right. Now, you don't necessarily need a high value man. Uh, you don't need you don't necessarily need this was another place where a lot of women go wrong. You don't necessarily need a um you don't necessarily need a six figure earner. It'd be nice. It'd be nice to have somebody make two hundred, three hundred, four hundred, five hundred thousand dollars a year. That would take away well, no, I wouldn't say it takes because money we know money causes headaches. Um when you're talking about like not really struggling in life, when you're talking about being able to travel or staying home with your kids, a six figure earner is good. It's nice, but it's not necessary. It's just nice. A lot of women think it's necessary. Kind of understand why in a capitalist society, but it doesn't. The fact remains, it is not necessary. And so, when you talk, when you talk about having this family, raising this family, a lot of middle earners are doing fine raising families. Why? Because they've learned to live with. They learned the concept of living within their means. Now. If you can find somebody in your years when you're chasing the family track of your best years, if you can find somebody who knows how to live within their means and provide that way, then awesome. That's great. Um, that's actually the point, <laughs> right? However, a lot of women now want these high-value men. And later in this program, I'm going to tell you where that goes off the rails. But right now, I'm just setting, I'm just setting the tone. I'm setting the base for this. Now, a lot of a lot of women again are looking for that you know six figure that two hundred three hundred four hundred five hundred thousand dollar earner not going to get one most likely, but that's what they're looking for whereas a lot of men and this is where men are going wrong and again, I have the next break in the second hour. I'm going to get into where men go wrong and then how they can shore that up against against a um a conclave of women that are overvaluing themselves. But my point in this particular segment is the fact that um where women have two tracks, men they have their career track and then as they get established with what they have as being a provider, they actually can start looking for wives to have children with because there are women on these tracks. Now, does that have to do with how women how women and men are valued? It's simple. Scarcity and abundance. That's the biggest contrib that's one of the biggest contributors of value of men. See women don't understand that and this is this is where I get into my main spiel. Women don't understand the men. There's a there's a shortage of men now. There's there's songs about it from like a long time ago. When there's a song of like there's a reggae song that I love from a guy called Love and Dare named called, it's called Man Shortage, and it's very true. There is a man shortage. The reason why there's a man shortage is because a um, men die men die of natural causes earlier than women, and then b more men go to war. C more men are victims of violent crimes. So all of these things are are contributing to a shortage of men. 
and in the world and the world population is as far as world population composition is concerned, it's about fifty two percent women and forty nine percent men, and that's pretty much across the board, especially in America, where it's like fifty yeah it's fifty in the world is fifty two forty eight and in America, I think it's fifty one forty nine or something like that so women are on the Women are at a disadvantage anyway when it comes to guys because there just aren't a lot of guys. Remember what I said about um, abundance and people who want something that's rare, all right? A lot of, a lot of people are going to want this rare thing, which is going to contribute to its value. Well, men, you have to understand that there's a shortage of men, and that's what's driving the, um, that's what's driving the value of men. Now, people, especially Kevin, says that, um, if you're a high value man, you know you have your option. You have your pick of women, and this is true. If you have, if you're working that, if you're working that two hundred, three hundred, four hundred thousand dollar a year job, um, you're going to have your pick of women. Why? Because women are wanting you. Put a pin in that women because I'm going to come back in the next segment. I'm going to talk about that as far as you guys, as far as you are concerned, because this is where you're going wrong. But um, if you're that, if you're that high earner, yeah, you have your pick of women. However, my particular contention is that if you are a middle earner or like me, that you know, forty between forty to fifty-five thousand dollars a year, just this average earner, I you know, I my bills are paid, my you know, my rent's paid, my bills are paid. You know, I'm I'm good. I just don't have a four hundred. I just don't have a four hundred thousand dollar a year job. If you're like me, you also have a pick of women. Why? Because there's a man shortage. So again, when you talk about when you talk about your value as a provider, well, part of that value comes from the fact that there just aren't many of you around, especially um, especially single men, as far as raw numbers are concerned. Now um, they say that over I think it's over 55% of black men are single and childless. This is a, this is kind of a good thing because when um, we talk about uh, black men in dating, there just aren't a whole lot of black men anyway. So that drives that kind of drives the values. Yet black men, you're letting women, you're letting black women steer this conversation, and you shouldn't. You should recognize your value as a black man, as a rarity in this world that's driving up your value. Black women are looking for you, even though they keep saying they want this five hundred thousand dollar a year man, and that they don't want no broke men. Well, that's just going to contribute, and again, I'm going to, I'll probably wrap up with this point, but that's going to contribute to their misery later on down the road. Now, when we talk about, now, talking about getting back to, um, getting back to where men are going wrong. Men are going wrong in the fact that they don't, I don't know if it's because they don't understand where, um, they don't understand that there's a man shortage. And that they don't think they're going to get the woman that they want, or a woman like the one that they want, or having a having a specific set of parameters in mind and going after it. But and this is, again, this is where I call the show clowns and some ponder bears, just escaping the circus of modern dating, because men are turning themselves into these clowns, into these simps, and into these pander bears especially online. And the bulk of what I want to talk about is that because we have these apps like Tinder and 
pitch and bumble and all. All it is is just swiping left and right, where 80% of women are only swiping on like 20% of men, and just overinflating their egos. I'm not, I'm not going to get into that yet. But men, online, it's, and it's Facebook and Twitter too. I see, I see it, especially on Snapchat. That's another one. But um, and I'll talk. I can talk about fat life too. But let me put a pin in fat life. The fat life I see is unique. Um, Facebook. Let's talk about Facebook for a sec. Now, just this morning, as I was preparing for this show, somebody on my somebody on my friends list put up a post how she hates when men get into her DMs because she gets a lot of thirsty messages. Men, you need to cut that crap out. I'm gonna tell you why. Because a lot of people, when I say that online, a lot of people accuse me of being a white knight. And I'm gonna get into white knights in the next segment. But a lot of people think I'm a white knight. I'm not white knighting. Just because I say men get out of women's DMs, it's not me protecting them. Men need to get out of women's DMs because getting into women's DMs overinflate their egos, and then and now they get to play victim like this person on my on my newsfeed did. So we need we need to stop doing that. We need to stop giving the women ammo to um, to play victim because when they play victim, then here come the real white knights to come and try to defend them. And then def- when they get defended by these white knights, their ego gets even bigger, and then they more overinflate their value. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take another break. And when I come back, I'm going to finish talking about that. I'm going to tie that into how what I see on the rest of social media about these clowns, these simps, and these pander bears and how they're wrecking things for real men who actually want to go out and try to get the woman that they want or – according to the parameters that they've set for themselves. But these clowns, these simps, and these pander bears are actually poisoning the air, um, poisoning the air as it comes to dating. So I'm going to take another break, and when I come back, we're going to get into that. You're listening to ABC on BTR. Hey, let's take a minute and meet Clark Kent, star of Superman. Chief, believe me, you're in for a treat just as soon as Jimmy gets back here. Great Caesar's ghost. What's holding him up? You know I can't work without a good breakfast. Chief. Jimmy's bringing a box of Kellogg's sugar smacks. All the more reason for hurrying. Confound it, that boy knows I like those new sugar smacks. And he knows I do, too. And that's a cinch. Well, here I am. Young man, if you spill those new sugar smacks, you're fired. Golly, Chief, I hadn't opened up the box yet. But I'm going to now. Well... I guess we all agree on sugar smacks. Right. Well, don't wait. Get Kellogg's new sugar smacks. They're better than ever. Puffs of wheat, sugar toasted, and candy sweet. You bet. Just get Kellogg's sugar smacks, brand new. A Northwest Mountie, and he's been trailing this desperate character for three years. And I'm tired. Uh, well, it's him or me. Uh-oh. He's got an aching head, an upset stomach, and an empty gun. What you need is some Alka-Seltzer. You know what they always say. Yeah, a Mountie always gets his man. Oh, no. I mean about Alka-Seltzer. Relief is just a swallow away. Well... 
safe giving Alka-Seltzer. For that headache and upset feeling, take Alka-Seltzer. Relief is just a swallow away. Hi, kid. Look at some delicious magic with the extra good chocolate-flavored syrup, Bosco. Now watch. Take ice cream, spoon on extra rich, extra thick, extra chocolatey Bosco syrup. There's the best chocolate flavor you ever tasted. More Bosco magic. Cake, ice cream, topped with extra thick, extra chocolatey Bosco syrup. Try it. Bosco also makes milk chocolatey delicious. Tell mom to get Bosco chocolate flavored syrup for you. Sing out. I love Bosco, it's rich in chocolate tea. Chocolate flavored Bosco is mighty good for me. Mama puts it in my milk for extra energy. Bosco gives me iron and sunshine vitamin D. Oh, I love Bosco, that's the drink for me. I'm a spaceman. The moon and sun and all the stars are great big to throw pops. Princess. Yes, my lord, it's a party tonight. The twins have Tootsie Roll Pops. All the kids in the neighborhood say Tootsie Roll Pops are triple good. Triple good. And do you know why? Sure. Because one, there's good tasting hard candy outside. And two, there's a delicious center of Tootsie Roll inside. And three, only Tootsie Roll Pops is such fun to eat. That's why they're triple good. And don't forget, Turkey Roll Pops come in a party pack, too. Ten pops and assorted flavors. There's a game on the back that's lots of fun to do. All of the kids in the neighborhood say Turkey Roll Pops are triple good. Triple good. You'll love Turkey Roll Pops. Hi, I'm Mike Wallace with a sensational shortening discovery for better baking and frying. It's Procter & Gamble's Golden Fluffo, the first all-new shortening in 40 years. It's rich. Its color is golden yellow. And what a pie it makes. Richer looking, better tasting, more appetizing. But let's hear what Mrs. Thelma Syrah, Indiana State Fair baking champion, had to say about Fluffo. I love Fluffo. It makes such a golden brown pie. Oh, man, that's some apple pie. Well, Mr. Wallace, that's a prettier pie than I ever baked with plain white shortening. And look how flaky it is. This yellow fluffo is such a short shortening. Makes pie crust so rich. Like cooking champions, get richer looking, better tasting, more appetizing results in everything you bake or fry. Get golden fluffo. Yoo-hoo-hoo. I've got a Swiss cream sandwich for you. Crisp golden cookies and in between an extra thick. It's my pick. Filling of cream. Dessert time. Tea time. Don't miss Swiss. As the man around here, you can quote me on this. Yoo-hoo-hoo, yoo-hoo. It's Swiss cream sandwich for you. Yoo-hoo-hoo, yoo-hoo. And yoo-hoo-hoo, yoo-hoo.
A truly different cream sandwich, Swiss cream sandwich baked by Nabisco. The luscious creamy fillings in a class by itself, no other like it. And these tempting vanilla cookies are so light, they melt in your mouth. Yoo-hoo-hoo, yoo-hoo, it's Swiss cream sandwich. Oh, yoo-hoo-hoo, yoo-hoo, and yoo-hoo-hoo, Swiss cream sandwich. Say, it's time for my favorite dance team, so let's look. matches and a pack of old gold cigarettes. That's all you need, my friend. And you're enjoying the smoothest, mildest, tastiest cigarette ever created. A treat instead of a treatment. That's old gold cigarettes. Made by tobacco men, not medicine men. To give you the cigarette that treats you better in every way. Because in every way, it's a better cigarette. Good, huh? Yes, for a treat instead of a treatment. Get a pack or get a carton of old gold cigarettes. Right now, this is Dennis James reminding you to keep smoking old gold cigarettes. Thanks. Attention. To help carry on our important work, I want you to join the secret squadron and wear this official badge and have this secret decoder. Following each week's adventure, I'll send an important secret message, and only Secret Squadron members who have decoders can decode them. Also, later I'll tell you the simple rules for joining the Secret Squadron, but you must promise to do as I do. Keep yourself healthy and mentally alert, and drink Ovaltine every day. It's the official drink of the Secret Squadron. We Secret Squadron members know chocolate-flavored Ovaltine helps give us what we need for rocket power. Just as a rocket adds thrust during takeoff, Ovaltine can add the kind of nourishment so important for rocket power. We drink Ovaltine hot for breakfast. Mmm, good, too. And cold for lunch and between meal snacks. And hot again at bedtime to help keep us revved up with rocket power. Believe me, Ovaltine's got what it takes to help you be a leader in your gang. So drink instant Ovaltine every day. The Gemini space flights. The trips are long. The training is hard, like this spacewalk practice. But the astronauts do some things you do. In space, they drank tang. They mixed it like this in a zero-g pouch, because with no gravity, it would fly all over. You don't have that problem. You can mix it in a glass. Up there, they have to drink it carefully, this way. You can drink it any way you like. Tang tastes orangey. Tastes great. Has lots of vitamins C and A. Tang, chosen for the Gemini astronauts. Have a blast. Have some tang. This man just showered with a new kind of soap. New Life Boy Mint Refresher. A soap so loaded with mint, so tangy, so frosty, it drives wives wicked. Every bar of new Life Boy Mint Refresher contains the essence of 125 mint leaves. Soap has never smelled this good before, and neither have you. 
new Life Boy Mint Refresher drives wives wicked. Okay, so let's talk about hyperinflation, right? Because that's that's what we're about to start going through in America with our money, and it's definitely what's going on out in the dating world, right? Hyperinflation. Now, Mint, I told you that you have value based on your ability to provide and protect and the – and the shortage that's going on that's putting you in that's putting you in demand whether the women want to whether women agree or not that's what's going on whether women want to admit it or not that's what's going on let's talk about hyperinflation and let's talk about how women have overvalued themselves and their egos are matching now when we broke i talked about what's going on online with Simpson Panther Bears and how they're um, and how they're contributing to the hyperinflation of women's egos, right? And the overestimation of their own value. Now, when these men, and I'm talking to everybody here, talking to all the men up, when these men, and if it's you, then really pay attention. When you do that, you're only contributing. See, here's the thing that I see. Now, men will go and they go comment and comment and comment and every woman every picture every selfie a woman puts up they'll comment on oh you're beautiful oh superb oh oh you're gorgeous and things like that and it inflates it over inflates their egos then they then they have men sliding into their dms talking about what they want to do and how beautiful they are how they want to be with them and blah 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 and it hyperinflates their egos to the point where again like when i was getting ready for the show somebody on my somebody on my feet was complaining about the thirsty men that were in her DMs and how they want how she wants to be left alone, how she wants her DMs to be left alone. Okay. But again, men, when you do that, you are actually allowing for this woman to claim victim status now. And now that this woman is false is I wouldn't say falsely claiming victim status, but when women take that and then they see that as an opportunity to play victim status to activate the white knights that are that are in her orbit, because you got to remember, ego serves ego only serves to feed itself. So anything that the ego can do to feed itself, that's what the ego is going to do. So when you when you thirsty men, you simps, you white knights, you clowns, you pander bears, get into get into doing that, then in, you know you're making you're making all these thirsty comments. On their photos, you're going into their DMs talking about how how much you want and how beautiful they are and blah blah blah, and now they get to claim victim status, saying, "Well, I wish these men would stop because oh poor me," and now the white knights are activated, and that further goes into feeding her ego. So now she's she's using the white she's using the DMs to feed her ego, and then she's using the white knights to feed her ego again. Ego feeds itself, and now she has an overinflation of her own worth because how many men she thinks want her men you shouldn't go around wanting women why because there's a shortage of us women should want 
us, not the other way around. If there is a, if there was a shortage of women, I can see that. However, there is not. The reality is that there's a shortage of men. So women should be vying for us, not the other way around. But you simps, you panda bears, and you clowns are going around online, um, online trying to. You're completely destroying. You're knocking this wall down, and it's making and it's making life hard because it's giving women, um, it's giving women a false sense of their own. I won't say their own prowess, but it's giving them a false idea of their own choices. And because you you men are in here doing this, they now think falsely that they have more choices than they actually have, which is going to contribute to their own loneliness down the road when they're 35, 40, and 45 years old. So you're contributing, you men, you, you, you simps and you panda bears and you clowns, you are contributing to their own misery down the road, whether you know it or not. Because, again, I'm not saying that you're responsible for what they think, but when you feed into their own, when you feed into their own, um, their own over overinflated sense of, yeah, I would say their overinflated sense of entitlement. When you feed into that, you're not doing them any favors. So stop. You need to realize your own value and make them chase you, not you chase them. They need to be complimenting your pictures, not the other way around. They need to be feeding your ego, not the other way around. Why? Because there's a shortage of you. You have the choice, not them. Let's bring this back. Let's talk about let's talk about a site that I recently joined, right? And it's a, it, it's a trip because now Print Life is a site for alternative sexual proclivities, you know. It's for your BDSMs and your DOM subs and things like that. I joined and I noticed something. And it's funny because things like fat life, things like plenty of fish. That's so fat life with plenty of fish, right? Plenty of fish and um what's that other one? That other dating site. Um, okay Cupid, that's another one. I say those are sites where that of old fat ugly women to go to get attention and that that's absolutely what happens. All these old fat ugly women get on these sites and now they're getting attention from uh, thirsty men. Now their egos inflate overinflated again. So the ego serves to eat itself is what I'm trying to say. So as women get older and again as those as the face starts drooping and the hips start saddlebagging and the crow's feet set in, the titties start sagging, um, the ass is just almost drops to the almost drops to the ground, you know, the thighs start flabbing out. As all that sets starts setting in, the ego gets a little more and a little more crushed every every time that woman looks in the mirror. So what does she do? She goes on these sites. Maybe she's a little too old now for the Tinder. Maybe she's a little old for Bumble and Hinge and all these other things. So now she has to look at places like Plenty of Fish. She has to look at OkCupid. Okay she has to look at Fat Life or whatever. And now there, because there are legions of thirsty clowns, thirsty Simpson, thirsty panda bears ready to give her attention. So she goes, she signs up on that, and all these men give her attention. She's now over, her ego is now overinflated again. You see how you see how and now she thinks that because all these other clowns want her, now she thinks that she 
and go around looking like an, an aging bag of busted biscuits, thinking that she can get um, any man she wants when there's a man shortage. How does that comport? So, man, you have to stop. You have to, if you if that's you, you have to stop that. And once you stop that, and it's true, the, the manosphere is kind of right about this one point, about when you stop pandering to women, the women start chasing you. Why? Because the ego only serves to feed itself. So if you stop them, if you stop catering to them, they're going to start craving that catering. Why? Because they're so, their ego is so used to it that they can't go without it. So they're going to chase it. They're going to chase it down. You, you understand what I'm saying? They have to go actively looking for it because it's not there anymore. It's like a it's like a drug addict when he runs when he runs out of drugs. When he runs out of drugs, and now he's now the drug addict out on the street looking for more drugs. It's the same thing. When you are addicted to the inflation of your own ego, so when that when that whatever it is that's taken away, I mean whatever it is that's feeding your ego is taken away, then you have to go and look actively search it out so that it can be fed. It's just like you're starving, you know, you're eating and you're eating in your house and you run out of food. Now you have to go out looking for food. It's the same thing, all right? The ego only serves to feed itself. So when when you take that attention away from women, when you take that power away from the women, the women have to go and actively search it out. And this is when they come falling back to you because they know that you will feed their ego. And as long as you keep denying them, then they will keep they will keep trying and they will keep trying and they will keep searching until the point where you can literally put them into submission because of the ego's desire to be fed. So they will have to be subservient to you in order to get what they need. Is it making sense? So once you stop pandering, but the problem is men are also addicted to the pandering because they think that the pandering is what's pouring them points with this woman, and it's not, but it, it, it men think it is for some reason. Again, ego lives to feed itself, and you have to get out of that cycle. You have to get out of that cycle of if I defend her or if I give her money or whatever, then she's going to like me. It's not going to happen. I see a lot of – there's a lot of women out there, OnlyFans, but even – even on uh, Snapchat and even Fat Life too, it's funny because a lot of a lot of people that hit my profile on Fat Life have they come in and they lead with the fact that they have a cash app and they're looking for donations for cash app. Well, sweetheart, that's not me. To another dog with that bone because I'm not going to give money to somebody I don't even know. There are a lot of people out there that do, and this is what I'm talking about. They will get those messages and they will send up they will send up women money and a woman has no intention of ever meeting this guy or of ever being with this guy or even ever even talking to this guy. Yet they're sending them money, and that money they send is going to be spent on themselves to inflate their own egos. Again, ego and ego only starts starts to inflate itself. So they're making money off of you. Keep the money in your pocket and make them. Make them intrigued in you by not feeding their ego, therefore having to have them search that out. I don't know how more clear I need to be, but because men are doing this, women now, now I'm going to turn to the women. You women out there, now that because men are doing this in your, in your DMs and commenting on your pictures and stuff, you're walking around with an overinflated sense of your own ego or your own self-worth. 
and you're looking, you're wasting your time trying to overshoot, trying to overshoot your targets. Now, too many women out there are saying that they want the four or five hundred, you know, three, four or five hundred thousand dollar a year guy. That'd be nice to have. But let me let me let me posit it to you this way. Now, I'm gonna say this before I take my next break. Let's get into this. When you say you're looking for a demand that's you know between six foot and six foot four, he has a nice car, a six figure year a six figure year job, um, and a house and all these other things, understand something, okay? Understand a few points. Number one. Point number one, the man you're looking for, especially when you say this in your 20s, the reason why you look you look really ridiculous saying that uh, the reason why you look really ridiculous saying this in your 20s is because these same women in their 20s, talking to you now, women, when you're in your 20s and you say you want this, yet you don't like older guys hitting on younger women because you think it's creepy. You don't. You seem to understand that when men have three, four hundred thousand dollar a year jobs, a nice car, a nice, uh, a nice house, that they're already in their mid forties. So the men you are chasing are the are the exact men that you say are creepy. You understand where that makes you look stupid? Num- that's number one. Number two. Let's say you do find somebody, a man who got lucky. He happened to hit that in his thirties, in his early to mid thirties, for whatever reason. You find that, all right? You and 800 other women are also looking for him. Okay, so women, I know you, some of y'all watch that show, The Bachelor. A lot of y'all watch that show, The Bachelor. And I don't understand how you don't, I don't understand how you don't get the fact that when you watch The Bachelor, you're watching your own dating life play itself out in real time. As you look and you find this man, you you do realize you're also competing with like 10, 20, 30 other women who also want this man. Why? Because A, there's a man shortage. B, somebody that earns that is only what, the top one, top 5% of earners in this country, earning men in this country. So again, thousand, maybe a couple thousand men in that category on in this country. I'm talking about this country now. Couple thousand men in this country, hundred and fifteen million eligible women going for a couple of thousand men. So you understand where you're at a disadvantage. So let me ask you women this, all right? What is it you have that they, that all of these other women don't? Which is the reason why he should pick you, because the majority of you guys, the majority now, are you're overweight, you're getting into the aging category where your biological clock is ticking, you are dangerously, you're dangerously close. You're still speeding, but you're dangerously close to hitting that wall. Yet you think that because you're competing, and this is, again, where you don't make sense, you, you tend to think that you're not somehow competing with all these other women that, for some reason, he should pick you. And I'm wondering, what is it that you have specifically that will make him pick you over somebody else that's over there? Because remember, a guy in that stature has his choice. Even the, even the, mid, even the mid-carters, guys like myself, the mid-carters, 
we kind of have our choice now because, again, a couple thousand men, 115 million women or so, eligible women. Um, so, again, with that kind of choice, when they're just going to be there's just going to be some spillage. I mean, come on. It's like trying to pour a gallon of water into a shot glass. You're going to have some overflow. So what happens to the overflow, right? So, again, our mid-carters, mid-carters like me have our choice as well. Again, what makes me what makes me want to pick is, remember, you already got rejected by this guy. So you got to come down to the you – you're flying high and you got rejected. Now you got to come down to the ground to get a drink of water. What is going to make me pick you – over this other person. What is it? What is it about you that makes uh, that's going to make that five hundred thousand dollar a year guy pick you over this person over here? The person that's younger, the person excuse me, the person that's younger, the person that's thinner, the person that is more more disposed to being a wife. Person, the person who has that personality, that has that agreeableness. What is it about you that makes? Um, what is it about you that sets you apart from the crowd? The answer is probably nothing. The answer is you're probably one of the penguins that's just there, invisible in the crowd, waving about, flailing, saying, "Take me!" With all the other thousands and thousands and thousands of women trying to get with this one person. Yet and still, women write blogs about the pick-me girl, which is ridiculous because you honestly think that, literally think that a girl who tries to set her part, herself apart by demonstrating that she can be what a man wants, you think that girl's being desperate and is, and is somehow setting the women's movement back because of, quote-unquote, pandering to the patriarchy. Hmm. That's, that's, that's interesting. That's, that's, I don't know. There's, there's, just so much, there's just so much going wrong with women right now. It's, like, it's ridiculous. So let's bring this back full circle. Actually, I'm going to take a final break, and then we're going to bring this back full circle. And, again, giving you then the keys understanding the dating dynamics and how it is that once you understand certain things, then your dating life is going to get a hell of a lot better. So we're going to take a final break and we'll get into that. You're listening to ABC on BTR, the dating special. Hey, let's take a minute and meet Clark Kent, our Superman. Chief, believe me, you're in for a treat just as soon as Jimmy gets back here. Great Caesar's ghost. What's holding him up? You know I can't work without a good breakfast. Chief. Jimmy's Shh. bringing a box of Kellogg's sugar smacks. All the more reason for hurrying. Confound it, that boy knows I like those new sugar smacks. And he knows I do, too. And that's a cinch. Well, here I am. Young man, if you spill those new sugar smacks, you're fired. Golly, Chief, I hadn't opened up the box yet. But I'm going to now. Well... I guess we all agree on sugar smacks. Right. Folks, don't wait. Get Kellogg's new sugar smacks. They're better than ever. Puffs of wheat, sugar toasted, and candy sweet. You bet. Just yet. Kellogg's sugar smacks, brand new. A Northwest Mountie. 
And he's been trailing this desperate character for three years. And I'm tired. Well, it's him or me. He's got an aching head, an upset stomach, and an empty gun. What you need is some Alka-Seltzer. You know what they always say. Yeah, a Mountie always gets his man. Oh, no. I mean about Alka-Seltzer. Relief is just a swallow away. Well. Down, 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 the stomach through. Round, 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 the system too. With Alka-Seltzer, they always say, relief is just... A swallow away. Bless that relief-giving Alka-Seltzer. For that headache and upset feeling, take Alka-Seltzer. Relief is just a swallow away. Hi, kid. Look at some delicious magic with the extra-good chocolate-flavored syrup, Bosco. Now watch. Take ice cream, spoon on extra-rich, extra-thick, extra-chocolatey, Bosco syrup. There's the best chocolate flavor you ever tasted. More Bosco magic. Cake, ice cream, topped with extra thick, extra chocolatey Bosco syrup. Try it. Bosco also makes milk chocolatey delicious. Tell mom to get Bosco chocolate flavored syrup for you. Sing out. I love Bosco, it's rich in chocolate tea. Chocolate flavored Bosco is mighty good for me. Mama puts it in my milk for extra energy. Bosco gives me iron and sunshine vitamin D. Oh, I love Bosco, that's the drink for me. I'm a spaceman. The moon and sun and all the stars are great big to throw pops. I'm a princess. Yes, my lord, it's a party tonight. We'll have to do a pop. All the kids in the neighborhood say to do a pop. The triple good, triple good. And do you know why? Sure. Because one, there's good tasting hard candy outside. And two, there's a delicious center of Tootsie Roll inside. And three, only Tootsie Roll Pops are such fun to eat. That's why they're triple good. And don't forget Tootsie Roll Pops come in a party pack, too. Ten Pops in assorted flavors. There's a game on the back that's lots of fun to do. All the kids in the neighborhood say Tootsie Roll Pops are triple good. Triple good. You'll love Tootsie Roll Pops. Hi, I'm Mike Wallace with a sensational shortening discovery for better baking and frying. It's Procter & Gamble's Golden Fluffle, the first all-new shortening in 40 years. It's rich. Its color is golden yellow. And what a pie it makes. Richer looking, better tasting, more appetizing. But let's hear what Mrs. Thelma Syrah, Indiana State Fair baking champion, had to say about Fluffo. I love Fluffo. It makes such a golden brown pie. Oh, man, that's some apple pie. Well, Mr. Wallace, that's a prettier pie than I ever baked with plain white shortening. And look how flaky it is. This yellow Fluffo is such a short shortening. Makes pie crust so rich. Like cooking champions, get richer looking, better tasting, more appetizing results in everything you bake or fry. Get golden Fluffo. <laughs> Yoo-hoo-hoo, yoo-hoo, yoo-hoo-hoo, yoo-hoo, 
got a Swiss cream sandwich for you. Crisp golden cookies and in between an extra thick. It's my pick. Filling of cream. Dessert time. Tea time. Don't miss Swiss. As the man around here, you can quote me on this. Yoo-hoo-hoo, yoo-hoo. It's Swiss cream sandwich for yoo-hoo-hoo, yoo-hoo. And yoo-hoo-hoo, yoo-hoo. A truly different cream sandwich, Swiss cream sandwich, baked by Nabisco. The luscious, creamy fillings in a class by itself. No other like it. And these tempting vanilla cookies are so light, they melt in your mouth. Yoo-hoo-hoo, yoo-hoo. It's Swiss cream sandwich. For yoo-hoo-hoo, yoo-hoo. And yoo-hoo-hoo, yoo-hoo. Swiss cream sandwich. Say, it's time for my favorite dance team, so let's look. of matches and a pack of old gold cigarettes. That's all you need, my friend. And you're enjoying the smoothest, mildest, tastiest cigarette ever created. A treat instead of a treatment. That's old gold cigarettes. Made by tobacco men, not medicine men. To give you the cigarette that treats you better in every way. Because in every way, it's a better cigarette. Good, huh? Yes, for a treat instead of a treatment. Get a pack or get a carton of old gold cigarettes. Right now, this is Dennis James reminding you to keep smoking old gold cigarettes. Thanks. Attention. To help carry on our important work, I want you to join the secret squadron and wear this official badge and have this secret decoder. Following each week's adventure, I'll send an important secret message, and only Secret Squadron members who have decoders can decode them. Also, later I'll tell you the simple rules for joining the Secret Squadron, but you must promise to do as I do. Keep yourself healthy and mentally alert, and drink Ovaltine every day. It's the official drink of the Secret Squadron. We Secret Squadron members know chocolate-flavored Ovaltine helps give us what we need for rocket power. Just as a rocket adds thrust during takeoff, Ovaltine can add the kind of nourishment so important for rocket power. We drink Ovaltine hot for breakfast. Mmm, good too. And cold for lunch and between meal snacks. And hot again at bedtime to help keep us revved up with rocket power. Believe me, Ovaltine's got what it takes to help you be a leader in your gang. So drink instant Ovaltine every day. The Gemini space flight. The trips are long. The training is hard, like this spacewalk practice. But the astronauts do some things you do. In space, they drank tang. They mixed it like this in a zero-g pouch, because with no gravity, it would fly all over. You don't have that problem. You can mix it in a glass. Up there, they have to drink it carefully, this way. You can drink it any way you like. Tang tastes orangey. Tastes great. Has lots of vitamins C and A. Tang, chosen for the Gemini astronauts. 
have a blast. Have some tang. This man just showered with a new kind of soap. New Life Boy Mint Refresher. A soap so loaded with mint, so tangy, so frosty, it drives wives wicked. Every bar of new Life Boy Mint Refresher contains the essence of 125 mint leaves. Soap has never smelled this good before, and neither have you. New Life Boy Mint Refresher drives wives wicked. final segment, I want to get into how to escape this, this circus, this whole debacle of modern dating, right? Because, again, modern dating it used to be it's, it used to be cool, but it went off the rails. All right? It was cool back in the 50s, 60s, probably all the way up to about the early 80s until um, materialism really went in and Madonna kind of wrecked things with that, with that song, Material Girl. But seriously, though, modern dating is it went off the rails, and we we really need to abandon ship, especially us guys. We need to abandon ship because again, you're dealing with a bunch of women with hyperinflated egos, and whereas they didn't used to populate the dating pool before, now they do. And again, it's because of a lot of these clowns and simps and pander bears who are sitting there contributing to the problem online and on social media. But how do we escape this? Because again, this is once you learn how to escape it, then your life will be a whole lot better. You don't have to actually go out into you – you don't have to stay, start sticking your feet into the dating pool. Again, let's just refrain from that. But how do we find a woman without having to stick our feet in the dating pool, right? Because the dating pool is just poisoned right now. Let's talk about these clowns. Let me talk to the clowns and the Simpsons and the Panda Bears out there for a minute. All right. This is you. If you're the ones sliding to the women's DM, if you're the ones constantly complimenting every selfie that a woman puts up on Instagram or Facebook or 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 with any of the any of these other social media sites, let me talk to you for a second. Now, you're not doing the world any favors by doing that, all right? As a matter of fact, you're only contributing to the problem. Not only are you contributing to the problem with the poisoning of the dating pool, you're contributing to women's loneliness down the road when they're 35, 40, 45 years old because they're taking your interactions with them and as a sense of their own self-worth, and they're using it to overinflate themselves. As they're overinflating themselves, they're overshooting their targets. And they're, under, they're not understanding why it is that they keep missing. Well, this guy over here wants me. They, they're constantly complimenting on every picture, saying how beautiful I am and blah, blah, blah. Why doesn't this guy want me? And the reason why this guy wants me is because this guy doesn't want you is because of all the times that you're sitting there complimenting these pictures, trying to stroke this woman's ego. Reality says that the men, the, the men out there, the actual physical flesh and blood men out there have standards. And a lot of these women just aren't up to their standards. 
Just like women, if you pull women, they have their standards too. Over six feet, six figure bank account, blah, blah, blah. Men have their standards too. Maybe it's younger. Maybe it's a little bit thinner. Maybe it's the attitude. Maybe there's just certain, there's a certain line that men draw as far as what they want in a woman. And so when this woman comes that doesn't meet these standards and they're trying, they're trying to get this man and this man doesn't want them and they're wondering why not. Because what they have to draw on, the only thing, the only experience they really have to draw on is the fact that when they're online, all these other men are posting, all these other nursing men are sliding into their DMs. And um, I'm talking to you now. You're sitting there sliding into their DMs, and you're sitting there um, complimenting every picture they put up. And so as, they, as these women keep taking this, keep drawing this as a well of, as a well of misinformation to draw on, and they're using it to overshoot their targets, and now they're 40 and 45 years old, and they still don't have a man, and they're wondering what went wrong. Just know that you contributed to that problem. Now, how do you escape that? Well, you got to go cold turkey. You have to stop completely. Just, just cut it off. There is no compromise, and there is no, I'll just do a slow step down kind of thing. No, this is, you have to cut that off completely. Again, you we have to deflate this a little bit. The only way how how is it that let me put it this way, how do we tackle inflation when inflation remember when back in the seventies and even right now, but we'll let time bear out what's going on right now. But back in the seventies when Jimmy Carter had the inflation just at an ungodly level and then we voted in Reagan, what happened to the inflation? It completely went away. Why? Because Reagan understood that to tackle inflation, you had to dry up the amount of money that's out there. And the way you did that was by, A, lowering taxes so that to stimulate the economy. And then when you stimulate the economy, you inflate the federal, um, the federal interest rate to take up all the extra money and pretty much just dry up the, the excess money supply because the government is going to take that money and pretty much burn it. So once the extra money is gone, once the, once the GDP comes back and then the extra money is gone, prices are going to return to normal as all that extra money out there is dried up. That's how you tackle inflation. The same concept kind of holds true for women, all these women with these overinflated egos. How are you going to bring women back to earth? The only reason, the only way you're really going to bring these women back to earth is by um, – is by cold turkeying on their pictures, cold turkeying on their DMs. Stop dealing with them on that level. Stop dealing with them like that completely. You need to deflate their egos. And once their egos are deflated on mass, then you're going to see them coming back down to earth. But as long as you are sitting there on in their DMs, sitting there on all their pictures, complimenting them, doing this, sending them money, coming to their aid whenever they try to play victim, as long as you keep doing that, Women aren't going to come down out of the clouds, and it's going to and it's going to make life hard later down the road. When, when we're talking when they're 35, 40, 45 years old, and now they're wondering why they why they have to go out and buy cats because men don't want them. So stop contributing to that problem. Men, and uh, you know if you're if you're not one of them, let me talk to you for a second, right? Don't problem. I know if you haven't started, please don't start that. Just 
keep keep doing keep doing you. And the reason why is because as you keep doing you, right? As you establish yourself as a provider, see, there's this paradoxical thing that goes on between men and women. A lot of people don't even realize that it happens, but it happens. There's a reason why they say men age like wine, women age like milk. There's a reason why that happens. There's a reason why people say that. And it has nothing to do with physical looks, even though that's a little tiny sliver of it. But really, the bulk of it has to do with um, with establishing value later in your life. See, men, men's established, men's value is established over time. Men's value is established as they collect their collect their assets, um, spend time and grade to earn that money, get their you know get their car and their house and stuff in in order. All that's going to take some years. All that's going to take years to get established to where again, like I said earlier, your man that has something that has that house that has that car that has that six-figure year job is already in his 40s. So again, from where a man starts to where a man ends, it's going to take time. Whereas women, women's best years are between, I'd say, 18 and 33. That's it. Because after 33, we're looking at the biological clock ticking. We're looking at... um, we're looking at all these things. We're looking at the the declination of the appearance. Um, we're looking at maybe having kids and being a single mother or whatever, you know, a divorced mother or whatever the case is. They have kids, and with kids comes the weight. With kids comes the financial responsibility, and that's something I'm going to get into in another show. But with the kids come the financial responsibility and all this stuff. So whereas men get better, get more desirable as far as their value is concerned. Because remember, there's still a shortage of us, right? That's not going away. As long as there's wars and shit like that, that's not going to go away. So as long as there's a shortage of us, and as long as we as men get, um, we're, the longer it takes, or the longer we're alive, the more established we get, whereas the longer women are alive, their value starts up in the clouds, and it keeps coming down, down. The older they get, this keeps coming down, 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 down. Why? Because the older a woman gets, the less likely the chances she has kids. The more, um, the older she gets, the more weight she'll probably end up gaining. The looks decline. Um, the attitude gets, the attitude gets set, and she gets, she becomes more and more jaded and more angry the more time she spends by herself. Now, um. There's some, and I'm, I guess in in another show I'll go over some of the news articles and not news articles but like blog posts and stuff that I have found just looking around Bing and stuff. So that's going to come in. A, I think I'm going to do another show about this. As a matter of fact, I might pivot my show to this because I'm I feel more comfortable talking about this than I do talking about politics. This is for damn sure. But as again, as women, um, as women. as they get older, men's only increases. So again, men, do you. Chase that money. Get yourself in shape. Do things. Just have fun. Document yourself doing things and having fun. All these all these things, right? And don't forget, don't forget taking charge. Like a lot of us men don't take charge of our own of our own destinies. 
when it comes to dating and really really comes to interacting with women like you need to take charge of your own destiny you can't walk up to a woman and expect to just say something and have it go over for two reasons number one because their ego is overinflated they're more they're more likely to reject you erroneously but still they will do it and then number two um they respect men that take charge. They respect men that come in and establish themselves right away. I have a tendency, I myself have a tendency to not take anybody's madness. I'll tell you what I mean. A couple of days ago, even at my own job, one of my coworkers, um, black woman, and she's kind of good looking. I give her a, I give her a five, I give her a five, six, you know, she's, she's average to above average, right? She's got some things going on like her weight. But, you know, she, she'd be a six, seven if it wasn't for her weight. But so she's telling me how she wants me to buy her a salmon Caesar salad because that's one of her favorite things. She didn't have any money that day. I'm not going for it because I'm sorry. I just don't, if I don't mess with you like that, and I'll talk to you about that in a different show as far as who I put a collar on, it goes to, it goes to the whole DS thing. Because all that something, but. If I don't put a collar on you, I'm just not going to do anything for you. That's just it because I feel myself with no obligation to you unless I put that collar on you. So if I don't have any obligation to you, I'm just not going to do it. And she wanted me to do it. She wanted me to do it. I'm just not doing it, right? And she gets frustrated. She gets mad or whatever. Fast forward a couple of days. Um, it goes over, but I'm working, I'm working the night shift, and I'm like, hey, I go around to different people. Hey, I'm going. I'm making a run. You want anything? You want anything? I look at her. Hey, you want anything? She's like, Well, you didn't. Well, you weren't worried about me wanting anything if, uh, a couple of days ago when I wanted to tell them. I'm like, Okay, so look here. You don't ask me for anything. I'll offer to you, but you don't ask me for jacks. And that floored her. Again, women respond. <laughs> Women like that respect when you kind of bust her down a little bit and take charge like that. It only serves to bolster the interaction. Now, is she interested? Is she interested? I don't care. You know, I got a I got a good woman anyway. So whether she, it is what it is. But again, um, tend to appreciate men that do that, and they may not say it right away, but the man that establishes his boundaries clearly to where nobody shall violate that no matter how hard they try cuz women will try don't let them don't let them violate the boundaries no women will respect that and they'll chase that why because they need that ego stroke and if um if you don't stroke that ego they're going to come chasing you demanding you stroke it and if you still don't stroke it then they'll have to bow down and they'll have to do things for you in order for you to get them to stroke their ego and that's the whole basis of, again, I may or may not do a show on, dom, on uh, domination submission because Fifty Shades of Grey just gets, Fifty Shades of Grey got absolutely wrong. But, um, again, it's the basis of domination submission where you break somebody down so far that submission, they have to realize, they have no choice but to realize the benefits of submission. A lot of girls don't want to be submissive because they don't know what it entails and they're afraid of finding out 
because of something erroneous that they think. But when they get into submission and they and they're submissive, and they found out they find out that oh, when I'm when I'm submissive, I get taken care of. But it takes getting to that point, and to, in order to get them to that point, you got to kind of break them down like that. Now, I'm not talking about browbeating them. I'm not talking about gaslighting them. I'm not talking about doing anything psychologically detrimental. But you, this, the ego has to the ego has to deflate. And once the ego deflates, again, a bird that flies high has to get come down to the ground to get a drink of water. Once you bring her down to the ground and you let her see that, hey, when you're down, when you're down on the ground, we take care of you. Then, and mid card men, that's how we get a good woman. That's how we get the woman that we want. Because again, when all these millions of women are vying for a couple of thousand high earning high earning men, there's going to be some spillage. It's like pouring a gallon of water into a shot glass. There's going to be some spillage. There's nothing wrong with going after the spillage. Now, if you see some of the spillage that you want, but her ego is still inflated, take that ego and deflate it. Again, if, you, if you're unclear on how to do so, there's several videos on YouTube that perfectly demonstrate how egos how to inflate a woman's deflate a woman's ego but men once you find that woman and her head's still in the clouds deflate that ego deflate that ego and make her chase you then when you make her chase you keep deflating that ego psychologically she's going to get so she's going to be so wrapped up in the downward spiral that and really it's not even this is, I'm not even saying this as a as a bad thing but as you keep deflating your ego, she's going to she's going to keep trying and keep trying, keep trying to the point where psychologically she gets so desperate to have her ego stroke that she has to be submissive. She has to. And then once she comes down to your level, once she comes down to where you meeting you halfway and wanting to do whatever it is you want her to do, then you stroke her ego. Remember, remember, behavior that's not rewarded is not continued. So, again, once she is what you want her to be, then you start stroking her ego. And once her ego starts getting inflated again, stop it. Cut it out. That's how you get a good one. And that's how you get that's how you get whatever it is you want and not whatever comes around. So, men, stop chasing. That's the biggest, that's the biggest thing I can put forth in this show. Stop chasing. You as men are the shortest. You shouldn't be chasing them. They should be chasing you. Yeah, it was fine back in back before the Civil War when there were abundance of men, or even after the Civil War. But yeah, but um, once all these words jumped off, and now there's a man shortage, you have to stop chasing them. Now they have to chase you. If they don't want to chase you, then they shouldn't. They should have thought twice about letting men. Letting their men go and die in wars and stuff like that instead of lobbying the government not to get into all these wars. They want men to go out go out into all these wars and fight all these battles and now men are now there aren't enough men to really sustain the the options that they want. But because of it now, the men that are left, the high earners, the mid carters like me. We have such an Abundance of options. It's just that with women being how they are, you have to kind of know how to negotiate that. And again, 
stopping the feeding of their egos will go a long way because psychologically, it's not that they can't handle it, but psychologically, their ego will be so starved that they're going to do whatever it takes to get their egos to get struck. So, again, if you're that person that doesn't choke their ego, and I'm not even talking online. Online is just, online is fake. Online is, you know, all these social media sites, all that's fake, all that's make-believe. I'm talking about out in the real world, in your job and in your groups and in your social circles, in your real-life social circles. When you stop stroking that ego, when you stop going to the bar Ristas every or the coffee bars every day to see that certain girl and compliment her, or even if you go still go see her but you don't say much to her, um, or if you go to work and there's that one girl that's flirting with you, just ignore the flirting, just act like it never happened, and they're going to be like, what the hell? And then they're going to try harder. And then you're going to ignore it. And they're going to be like, what the hell? And so they're going to try harder and try harder. And then finally, it's going to get to the point where she's going to be like, what the hell do I have to do? So they're going to have to come down to your level. And they're going to have to start doing for you in order to get that ego stroke. It's it, it's a thing, especially, if, especially again, because there aren't – if you're not doing it, then there probably aren't other guys in her real life that are doing it, which is why she spends so much time online and stuff. But there's only so much time you can spend online versus out in the real world, which is what gives you the advantage. Again, stop doing so. If you're one of these clowns, you're one of these simps, you're one of these panda bears, you have to go cold turkey. And I know it's hard. It's hard. It really is. It's just like quitting smoking cold turkey. It's like quitting heroin cold turkey. It's it's hard to do. You're going to come out in a much better place for it. Women are going to come out in a much better place for it. Dating as a whole is going to come out in a much better place if you would just stop pandering and simping to their egos. There's not too much more than I can say to that. So I thank you for listening. Um, So, again, I'm going to – I feel like – I really feel more comfortable talking about dating and relationship and love issues than I do talk about politics. Like politics – I do like politics, don't get me wrong, but I feel like I I feel like I'm more I'm just more in my zone when I'm talking about dating dating and and love and relationships and interpersonal interactions and things like that and how to improve these things and how it is that we can get back on the right track as far as dating and stuff is concerned. So I'm going to start doing, I'm going to start doing a lot more shows dedicated to this and I might eventually turn my show over to that and the be self-help or whatever. Um, and I might actually turn it into an actual paying podcast. I don't know. We'll see how this goes, but this is just my first show. I really don't have much of an expectation for it. Um, but again, this is just something I'm more comfortable talking about. It's just I'm more in my element when I'm talking about this and when I'm helping people along these lines. And now that, um, and I know he's been dead for a couple of years, but Kevin Samuels is dead. And, you know, rest in peace, my man. Um, you're missed. And somebody has to carry, somebody has to carry on the legacy. Somebody has to carry on the fight. Um, so this is what we as 
this is what more of us men need to do. More of us men need to carry on this fight because we need to touch men across the globe, around the planet. We need to touch all of these all of these single men who are struggling in their dating life, who, who have problems with being addicted to being simps and pander bears and all this all this stuff. So that's it. That's going to be my mission. And if I have to do, if I have to pivot my whole show to that, then that's what I'm going to do. But again, my next show is probably going to be about this too. So it's going to be a continuation. So um, I'll let you know on Facebook when that's going to be. It's probably most likely it's going to be next Thursday at 10 o'clock. So come back to BTR next Thursday, 10 o'clock. Um, if you need help, call in and we'll talk it through, figure out where you're going wrong, and then see if we can go about correcting correcting the ship. Um, and I'm also going to be on Rumble. So I might take the show to Rumble once I figure out how to marry up the camera and the microphone and the blog talk radio and everything so I can do a, a simulcast. I've done it before, but with the new computer, I kind of lost all the settings to do that. So I'm going to try to figure out how to put that back, and then that's how we're going to do. All right. Anyway, thanks for listening. Um, I know BTR, 90 seconds, blah, blah, blah. Um, so, yeah, catch me next Thursday, 10 o'clock. We're talking about this again. Call in with your uh, what's it called. Also, follow me on Facebook, Jesse Ramsey. Find me. I'll put a picture of uh, Donald Trump's mug. Shout out on my YouTube. CLA, tell them USC fan. So that's it. Um, I'm out. See you next Thursday. Now go out and make the world a better place.